About 80,000 girls from China have been adopted by American families in the past quarter century. As these girls come of age, they wrestle with all kinds of questions about who they are and where they come from. A new documentary called Somewhere Between captures the emotional journeys of four of these girls. The world's Jeb Sharp caught up with three of them and the filmmaker at a recent screening in Boston. The whole thing started when film producer Linda Goldstein Knowlton adopted her own baby girl from China in 2006. She realized she wanted to make a film that answered her own questions about what her daughter Ruby's life would be like in the years ahead. Knowing that her life would be so different from mine, I just had a lot of questions as a prospective neurotic mother. So I had this opportunity because there were thousands and thousands of young women who were already teenagers who were adopted from China, and I wanted to go find out about their perspective. The result is Goldstein Knowlton's deeply affecting film about four teenagers trying to figure out who they are. The title, Somewhere Between, speaks to the way they feel caught between worlds. Take Fong Li of Berkeley, California. She was given up for adoption at the age of five, but visits China often. Here she is in the film, age 15, wrestling with her feelings. I guess I'm a child stuck between two countries. I don't think it makes me Chinese-American. It doesn't, definitely doesn't make me American. It doesn't make me absolutely Chinese. So I don't... I guess I'm kind of confused about my identity. She's not the only one. Jenna Cook of Newburyport, Massachusetts, and her sister Sarah are shown expressing similar sentiments. Jenna likes to say that we're white on the inside and Chinese on the outside. But I don't know. I don't really think that's true. I think it's kind of a mix. Like a scrambled egg. I don't like eggs. <laughs> At the heart of the film is the story of Haley Butler of Nashville, Tennessee, the youngest of the four girls and the one you see most transformed through the course of the film. She starts out wondering about her origins and ends up returning to China in search of her birth family. And against all the odds, she finds them on her first try. But Goldstein Knowlton wasn't there to witness it. None of us expected this to happen. You know, going into the decision, knowing that Haley was going to search, I really weighed out whether we should go or not. And to be honest with you, I did not want to go and film her disappointment. So imagine my surprise to get the email in the subject line that says in all caps, open immediately. And the whole email said, I think I found my birth family, dot, 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 and you're not here. Luckily, Goldstein Knowlton had given each of the girls a video camera, so a friend was able to capture that initial meeting. And once the genetic ties were confirmed through DNA testing, Haley returned for a full reunion and celebration replete with village fireworks and a feast, this time with the film crew in tow. She was just 14 then. Now 17, Haley tells me she's deeply grateful. I have that captured on a wonderful camera and on the big screen forever. You know, when I have a family, I can show them what it was like when I found my parents and what it was like when I went back to the village where my family was from. Now that the film is out and she's had time to reflect on the whole thing, Haley is aware that the footage of that reunion has a powerful emotional effect on viewers. She worries her experience could be misleading to kids like her who might want to search themselves one day. For me, it was ridiculously easy, but I didn't want to give false hope 
to people that hadn't started to think about finding their family yet, and I didn't want them to see the film and say, oh, that girl, her search was so easy, mine's going to be just like that. And I, I really don't want that to happen, and I hope that everybody that's listening to this can take that to heart and know that my experience was very individual. And in fact, what comes through in the film is just how individual the stories are, how different each girl is from the next, and yet how much they share. Fong now realizes a lot of her own journey has been about growing comfortable with the unknown. People expect us to know. They expect us to have answers. And one thing this movie and meeting all these lovely young women and the, commun- the adoption community has helped me to realize is it's okay not to know. It's okay to say, I don't have the answer for you. Fong and the others come across as remarkably self-aware. It's tempting to wonder if being part of the film project has made them so. It has certainly given meaning to their stories. Listen to Jenna. When I think of this film, it's not really about us, the four of us. It's about these huge questions about what is family, what is kinship, what is identity, what is race, like these core, core questions. Audiences across the country seem to be responding to those questions, which is gratifying to Linda Goldstein Knowlton. It makes sense to her, too. We're a nation of immigrants, and so everybody, in one way or another, is somewhere between in so many different ways in their lives. And so the universal part of this story that these young women have given as a gift, it's exceeded my dreams. For the world, I'm Jeb Sharp. Somewhere Between opens tomorrow in Denver and Minneapolis. You can watch the trailer and find out about other screenings at theworld.org.